You are listening to Embrace the Chaos Podcast with your hosts, Ruben and Marina DeAnda from GLB Church. Thank you for joining us as we lean into the joys and chaos of marriage and family life. Hey everyone, it's Ruben and Marina here. Hello. Welcome back to Embrace the Chaos. Yes. Uh, As many of you guys know or who have been listening to us, we started this podcast a couple years ago. And our hope was to provide content for people within our church family in the mm-hmm. GLB church mm-hmm. um, that really talks about more embracing the chaos of life. Instead of running away from it, we want to run into it yeah. and embrace the chaos of life, especially in terms of our most important human relationships, which in our case would be our marriage mm-hmm. and our relationship with our children. So a lot of our podcast is focused on uh, family and friend, um, family and marriage and parenting, and friendship, also. friendship too. Yeah, and we're in the trenches of it. So we have yeah. four school age children and that are very active, and so we are just in the middle of all that fun chaos. Yeah, and so in our last episode, we talked a little bit about why we started the podcast, as well as just a break that we took. We've been on a hiatus right. here for the past two years. Yeah, really. Yeah. And so we are relaunching, you know, this podcast and this is our second episode. And we wanted to continue the conversation from last episode. Mm -hmm, We shared mm -hmm. from our lives a little bit about uh, what transpired in 2020, 2021, obviously in our season of quarantine and COVID and children at home and Zoom school and all that kind of stuff, especially here in uh, Long Beach, California. And so, and how that led to, and in leading a congregation and leading a church during that period, how that led to uh, elements of burnout yeah. for both of us. Yeah, and which, exhaustion. Yeah. Well, same thing, exhaustion, yeah. And then it propelled us into a season of sabbatical. And so in our last mm-hmm. episode, we shared a little bit about that. What transpired, what mm-hmm. led us to that, uh, the opportunity that we had to be able to spend uh, two months uh, of rest and being in therapy and trying to learn mm-hmm. more about ourselves uh, during that time. And so today what we wanted to do yeah. is take... And going uh, on that retreat that we went yes. on, that was amazing and life-changing mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. You want to share about that real quick, just to recap? Didn't I the, share about that Share it again. It's just, oh. It was just so good. It, well, it was, yeah, life-changing. It, we went to Alaska for a silence and solitude retreat, and a lot of it was... Um, just based on spiritual formation and meditation and abiding with God, being with God and shutting everything out, sh- shutting the phone off and the you know daily life, scheduling, all that stuff um, to just be able to be with God and be in silence, be in stillness. And we went together, but we really there were individually like having our own experience. Mm-hmm. And Alaska is just an incredible, beautiful place um, to be able to do something like that. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. that was our experience. And it coming home from that, I think we definitely felt refreshed. We felt renewed and we took away um, different rhythms. Mm-hmm. 
would you say rhythm? Yeah, like rhythms, practices, practices different thank things. You. That's that, a better word. Yeah. yeah, that would help us to mm-hmm. continue to create a space that we could um, abide and be with God and Jesus every day. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good coming back. So today what we want to do is take a few minutes to just share a little bit since that time, yeah. coming back into the routines of life and rhythm of life, kind of what what we've learned, what have we changed, what are some yeah. things. And, and the reason why we're doing this is because we feel like, you know, uh, those of you who might be going through a, a time of questioning, a time of trying to figure out what you really believe, what's priority, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. where does God and faith and church and all that stuff? How, how does how do you navigate some of the tensions and and not tensions or maybe tensions or polarity or well, there could also be trauma too, yeah, and- grieving. Triggers. Triggers, yeah. all that stuff. You might yeah. be going through something like that right now. So we just want to share some things that we've learned along the way uh, that I think that we're still learning. Um, yeah. And we haven't necessarily arrived. I think we're still com- we're kind of coming out of the fog. I mean, this is two years later, but we're still, uh, uh, there's a lot of learning that we've gone through. And we want to share some resources with you today that hopefully yes. uh, can help you and encourage you in your uh, journey. If you're not a believer, uh, but you're listening to this, you know, some of these resources may encourage you or, or, or uh, may be helpful to you as you might be questioning or, or just thinking about what it looks like to, um, to follow God and to believe in God and to, and to live in his way. So yeah. yeah. And to have a faith. Yeah. Um, I will say to the point of like that we've not arrived, like we have to recalibrate and reassess all the time, like Mm -hmm. our schedule, especially as like a new season begins. And so we just are coming out of the summer season. And so that was a fun, but um, what's the word? Unscheduled? That's not the right word. But there's just not a lot of structure in summer. um, And our kids are home. They're, they may be at different camps, but it's just, it's like a chaos in its of itself. Mm-hmm. But we're just coming out of that. And so now that they're back in school, we're going into the fall, we have to like reassess, okay, like what are some things that we need to like tighten up? What are some things that we could maybe let go of? Things like that. So mm-hmm. we're constantly having to do this in every season. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of the concepts that I wanted to share about today that maybe can help us explain a little bit more where we've been at. Uh, then at the end of our episode, we're going to share a little bit more about the season, kind of what what to look forward to, different yeah. things that we're going to be doing uh, here this sure. next few episodes and stuff like that, different conversations we're going to have with certain friends. But anyway, uh, one of the concepts I wanted to share a little bit about today that can help understand why some of these resources really helped me personally, and I'm sure it helped Marina, but um, there's this idea and this this phrase that comes from a Carmelite monk from the 16th century. His name is, uh, they call him St. John of the Cross. And he wrote a poem uh, where he uses the phrase, uh, the dark night of the soul. Mm. So this idea of the dark night of the soul is a, is a point in your life in my or in my life when we get we get to a point where we we've been prayerful. We've been faithful to God for many uh, for many years, and we get to a point where we just uh, things have happened. Life has happened. Chaotic things have happened. Traumatic things have happened, and all of a sudden, our prayers begin to feel dry, or we feel like is God even listening? And we go through a, a time, a season of 
uh, kind of being lost and, yeah. and, and the waves kind of crashing on us. And, yeah. uh, you know, obviously in, in the, in the world of mental health, uh, it can be termed depression, mm-hmm. but in the, in the area of spiritual growth, which, which we all are, we're all spiritual beings, uh, created with, with souls. Um, yeah. And if, know. and if you read the Psalms, like if you, yeah. If you read through David's David's Psalms in particular, you could see the points where he himself is going through this mm-hmm. like dark night of the soul and just yeah different things that he writes about. Yeah. So so there's a lot of re- different things resources about that, but I think that's what we well I know I was going through that yeah uh, during that time. What, yeah no absolutely. I mean I didn't know that like we learned that 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 phrase that phrase that idea later, but that was exactly what we were yeah. both going through. Yeah. So I went through it. So I shared in the last episode kind of where I was at in that term, but I wanted to use that phrase again, the dark night of the soul, to describe a little bit more. Like sabbatical, going on sabbatical didn't fix everything. Like right. we came back and there was still, came back meaning back into the rhythm of our church family that mm-hmm. we are ministering to, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the ministry has ebbs and flows and ups and downs, like a roller coaster at times of emotion and uh, mental, you know, drainage and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, because when we're working in ministry, we're working with people and people are unpredictable and we all have our stuff that we bring in to community and yeah. to be a minister in, in, in that sense, it's, it can be, those can be challenges. It can be challenging if you're not practicing, uh, certain rhythms that help you to be formed into the image of Christ. And so mm-hmm. I, uh, the dark night of the soul is quote, sort of a way of uh, describing kind of where I was at. Uh, I think sabbatical helped me to acknowledge and see that I was in a dark night of the soul season, yeah. questioning, what do I really believe? What do I really think about church? I've been in this for so long. Do I really want to continue, uh, doing this and being, you know, a servant in this way in the church, the church has hurt me. I have hurt people in the church. Is it really worth it? I mean, that's all these questions, you know, and when you're, when you've grown up in it and been around it for so long, your, your identity sort of is is enmeshed with, uh, church community, Mm -hmm. um, to the point where it affects your view of God or your understanding of God's view of you. And mm. so anyway, uh, this is the dark night of the soul. And so I want to share today a few things that helped us uh, navigate some of these questioning, the season of questioning, the season of a kind of a wall that we hit Yeah. Uh, that we're still on. And I think we're coming out of it, but uh, we're in a much better place now, I feel like, because yeah. we're developing and practicing certain things. So Yeah, I'll say that my dark night of the soul was more specifically about my relationship with God, I think that I was able to like separate like my relationship with God and the church. And I think I did feel a lot of those same things, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't like, I felt like I can put that to the side and not like stressed out about it so much, but mine was more of, okay, I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. I'm wounded. And I just need to shut everything off. But in doing that, I shut God off too. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's kind of where I was at that time. Yeah. yeah. So it was a little different mm-hmm. than what you were going through. Yeah. So I want to share a couple of things. We'll, sure. we'll, we'll kind of uh, riff a little bit here, Marina okay. and I. Riff? Riff. We're going to riff, you know, like 
Mm-hmm. Guitar riff. Yeah. Good. Anyway, okay. um, so we uh, one of the practices that we came back that we had started before, but really felt like uh, if we're going to continue doing what we're doing and raising our children and giving to uh, uh, the church community and leading the church community and serving in that way, we have to have uh, an acknowledgement that there are limits. We have limitations. Yes. We cannot do everything. Right. We cannot be involved in everything. And people may expect us to you know, be a certain way or, or know about everything that's going on in the church, and yet we're human. We just mm-hmm. can't. So acknowledging our limitations, yeah. God actually sets a weekly rhythm for us to be able to acknowledge our limitations. And that mm-hmm. is the practice of Sabbath. Yeah. And we shared about this a little bit in our previous uh, podcast episode a couple of years ago, but I think we came back from sabbatical very convinced, even more so, of our need for a weekly uh, time to stop. Sabbath, the word is Sabbath, Shabbat, literally means to stop. Just stop. Mm-hmm. Stop working. Stop, stop thinking about all the work. You know, just stop. And be able to take a, a time, a 24-hour period of time to rest in God. Yeah. If God needed rest, if God chose to have rest on the seventh day of creation, after he created uh, the universe, you know, then he and he created us in his image, then we were created to have times of rest. Yeah. And obviously this was in the Old Testament, a commandment for the mm-hmm. Jewish people, for the Israelite people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not Jewish or anything like that, but our tr- we, we our Christian faith has roots in, uh, in Judaism. And so there yeah. is this practice of Sabbath that, that God provides for his people that I think we found to be life-giving and yeah. essential if we're going to continue doing what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a principle that it's a gift that yeah. God, a teaching that God gave his people, and um, they definitely benefited from it. And it's something that um, that's just part of their rhythm, part mm-hmm. of their daily life, and something that we, I think, have been missing out on because when we started putting into practice, it was like you said, Mm life-giving and we definitely like read up on it. Like there was a couple resources that helped us to learn more about it. Mm -hmm. And I think one of those being, um, the ruthless elimination of hurry. That was a great resource as well as what's that one? with the long title, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Yeah. That one was really great too. So let's gonna let's just share about that real quick. Yeah. So I just want to yeah, yeah, yeah. clarify The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Uh, we're going to link these resources on the episode so yes. you, know, you guys can check it out or whatever. But yes. The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry was a very life-giving resource for us. Uh, the subtitle of it says, How to Stay Emotionally Healthy and Spiritually Alive in the Chaos of of the modern world. And mm-hmm. John Mark Comer is a pastor up in Portland, uh, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he writes his story there that in his, you know, early thirties, he had like a midlife crisis mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. he was just overworked and exhausted and realized he's trying to keep up with, a, uh, you know, this, this ideal or this idea that we have here in the United States of America, of like productivity and performance yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Especially in the church, it kind of has come into the church. Yeah. Well, and yeah. where we live too, we live, 
in a city and yes. that's very fast paced. So we definitely feel that. Yeah. So his, his yeah. resources was incredible. He yeah. actually started a, uh, a nonprofit organization called Practicing the Way. Mm-hmm. And if you go, well, again, we'll link this in the episode uh, notes or whatever, but we, um, uh, he has some videos there about Sabbath that have been very educational yeah. for us and helpful yeah. for us. So the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry was great. And then the other one that you said was... The Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Yes. The emotion, not emotionally the, Healthy yes. Spirituality. Sorry, that title always gets me. Yeah. EHS. Um, EHS. By yeah. Peter Scazzaro. Yes. And actually, I read that first before The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And yeah, there was just some great, great principles and practices um, like the Sabbath, but also even something like, um, I, I don't know if we've shared this before, but our Sabbath delight. Yeah. Just keep it moving. Yeah. So we, um, so. So one of the things that we do as a family, uh, and we probably did share this, but uh, yeah. Sabbath, uh, when we stop, is we literally on a Friday evening at 6 p.m. around that time, we will stop and we will take our children's phones away from them mm-hmm. so that for the next 24 hours they have no distractions mm-hmm. but just to be with each other, to be with us, to be able to mm-hmm. uh, be attentive and and. and and relish and rest in God. And so, mm-hmm. um, but then we also do the Sabbath delight. Yeah. Can you, why which you explain is, that a little yeah. Bit? So, um, Sabbath delight for us is something that we all enjoy eating, something that we can delight in. And so, our kids, whether it's ice cream, cookies, a full dinner, whatever it is that you find delight in, but something as a family that, we've just all come together and been unified on is our love for McDonald's French fries. And so that is ours has become our Sabbath delight and we enjoy it. We delight in it. Our kids get really excited about it. They all want their own box of French fries. They do not like to share. That's probably something we need to work with them on that. But anyways. And sometimes I'll read like a liturgy, like a liturgical prayer to start us off. Yes. For Sabbath, so that we can just be attentive to the fact that God's calling us into rest. And our kids, you know, they make fun of me. They're like, "Dad, we're not, we're not Jewish. Like, yeah. why are we even doing this?" Well, you they know? also just like want to get to their fries. And they just want to get their fries, but but it is a good practice, I think, for them to just understand. Like, we're entering into this rest. Like, mm-hmm. this is like intentional for us as a family yeah. to be able to have this time and space to yeah. rest now. Again, on Saturdays, then we take the whole Saturday to just rest in God. But here's the thing, you know, our son plays baseball, our daughter had dance. And so there are different things that we definitely had on Saturday. Yeah, birthday parties and stuff like that. But we chose to look, view that as these are things that we do as a family together. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. for the baseball game, our whole family goes to the baseball game. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, our extended family comes over and we have food together and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. And sometimes we close out our Sabbath on a Saturday evening uh, with a, a meal with some of our friends who are just a life-giving mm-hmm. uh, relationships that God's put in our lives that has helped us and just yeah. encouraged us and people that we can laugh with and yeah. uh, just let our hair down with and just we're living in community with. Uh, yeah. Sometimes we end our Sabbath that way. Sometimes we have uh, been able to close out our Sabbath by going on a date, Marina and I, and just mm-hmm. uh, enjoying that time together. Yeah. Uh, we have not been super legalistic about this. I mean, it's been a learning process 
podcast, but the principle of Sabbath is something that we, coming back from sabbatical, have really kept a hold on. Yeah, and I think our our thought is as long as we have our time to rest, to unplug, and also we have things that we can delight in during mm-hmm. this time, um, that's sort of like the principles that we're keeping too. So yeah. it does it, it does look different, um, again, from season to season. Um, I think last Saturday was like incredible because we had nowhere to go, nowhere mm-hmm. to be. This Saturday is completely different. We have an event after an event, but it's family stuff, mm-hmm. things that we're going to be able to do and enjoy together. Yeah. So uh, so that was a great thing. I think the other thing that we were introduced to that Marina mentioned earlier in this episode is is the term spiritual formation. Yes. And spiritual formation, uh, um, Robert Mulholland Jr., who wrote a book, this is another great resource, uh, it's called Invitation to a Journey, uh, a Roadmap for Spiritual Formation. His, I love his definition of uh, spiritual formation. He actually says that, uh, it is a process of being formed in the image of Christ for the sake of others. Mm. And I love that idea that it's sometimes spiritual formation uh, can be viewed as a very individualistic uh, activity or, or process. Like it's just you're just taking care of yourself. You're just meditating yourself and you're trying to connect with God by yourself. But I love the last part of that phrase where it says, for the sake of others. Like you are you are a being, an embodied uh, being who is in need of community. You mm-hmm. cannot do this by yourself. And mm-hmm. in fact, these practices that you learn in developing and becoming, being formed into the image of Christ are meant to be done within the context of community mm-hmm. uh, and relationship. And yes, there are practices such as silence and solitude, which is a very, you know, individualistic kind of a practice, but that is meant to to prepare you mm-hmm. to be able to uh, be open-handed towards others and, yeah. and be in community with others. And so Invitation yeah. to a Journey was a great yeah. uh, resource and spiritual formation. So not just a weekly rhythm, but then daily rhythms of prayer, mm-hmm. of silence, mm-hmm. um, taking times to be by ourselves with God. Uh, to be in the presence of God. Another great resource uh, that was very helpful to me personally was by Henry Nowen, and uh, it's called The Way of the Heart. And so he he writes a lot about the desert fathers and mothers and just their ability to be alone with God in moments of, in times of the desert um, experiences and, and be able to connect with God on a, on a deep level and, and how to live life from that place. And, uh, you know, it's interesting for me because I grew up thinking that a lot of the spiritual formation stuff and kind of, you know, monk kind of status stuff was just very like, why would you leave the world and go into a cave and just meditate? And there is an extreme to that, that is maybe not, uh, what, what God has in mind for us, but, uh, the idea to be alone with God, to be silent before God, to be meditative and prayerful uh, before Him so mm-hmm. that you can be attentive to the Spirit and then engage, re-engage in community, I think yeah. was really helpful uh, for me yeah. coming, uh, navigating my dark night of the soul. I think the way I look at it is you can't give what you don't have. And so if you're not pouring into yourself, then you can't pour out to people to your family, in your marriage, with your children, in your friendships, 
you'll just have nothing to give. Mm -hmm. And so I look at it as that is we're really just, we're pouring into our souls. Mm -hmm. A couple of other resources that we'll, again, we'll link here to the podcast is uh, one is called The Deeply Formed Life uh, by Rich Villotas. Uh, Another one is called With by Sky Jathani. This one's really good. Um, And With talks about a lot about how we relate to God. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we want to relate to God from a posture of being with God, yet many, many times, uh, even growing up in the church, Mm -hmm. uh, we've grown up to consider and to, to relate to God in a way of getting something from God or living for God or, um, you know, stuff like that. So anyway, yeah. it was very, very helpful. Yeah. Like it could be performance-based. Performance-based, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then I would say the other one that stood out to me was one called Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership by Ruth Haley Barton. Yes. And she does a whole Bible study on Moses mm-hmm. and the Old Testament and his leadership and yeah. uh, his reluctant leadership of the Israelites. And it was just really uh, moving to understand yeah. uh, leadership leading from a place of a healthy soul and what's going on within me uh, so that I could be more centered in how I approach uh, people. I think the thing for me that was powerful about that study of Moses, that book is incredible. I highly recommend it. Um, but the study of Moses and the thing that had always like kind of bothered me about, you know, that fact that he never got to go into the promised land. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, one of her points that she makes was at the end of his life, as you know, He's looking out onto the promised land. He knows he can't go there, but he that's okay with him. Like he is so fulfilled by his relationship with God and the life that he led and everything that God had poured into him. He was so fulfilled by that that to him it didn't even matter. Like mm-hmm. so to me I'd be like, "Wait, what? Like I don't get to go to the promised land? How is that?" Mm-hmm. But for him his relationship with God was enough, and I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that too. It yeah. was it was great. So some of these resources again, we'll link them to the episode. Yeah. I hope that you it, it helps you. You can be encouraged yeah. uh, in your. It's pursuit. a lot of resources. Ruben likes to read a lot of books. I really take my time with books, but they're all really really great resources. That you want to talk about this one too. Yeah. So the other one is um, Ruth Haley Barton. I love her. She has a podcast. So if you have time, please look her up. Um, but another book that I'm currently reading is called Sacred Rhythms. And a lot of the same principles as um, The Strength of My Soul and My Leadership, it's broken down. And just a lot of great practicals on um, our walk with God. And um, yeah, just a lot of great things. And uh, stuff that I hope to share too on mm-hmm. the podcast that I've been learning from this resource that has helped me in my connection with God. Yeah, we. Yeah. Um, I think we we've been introduced to a lot of language, new, yeah. uh, fresh language for us uh, as believers, as followers of Jesus. Yeah. We we are definitely uh, in a different place now. I think that for myself, I mean, I won't speak for Marina, but for myself, I sense uh, more of a confidence in my relationship with God, mm. more of a confidence in knowing that I am valued by God, and that's yeah. where that's where I get my value from. Right. It's not from people. Mm-hmm. It's not from my performance. Uh, it's really from God, and so I think that that has really helped me. I think uh, prayer, being more prayerful, more attentive, more going slower in life, yeah. developing uh, what I was introduced to in the past couple of years as a, 
uh, a rule of life, mm-hmm. meaning practices that that create space for you to be attentive to what God is up to in the world. And uh, the four pillars that we had in that uh, were one, uh, prayer, two, the word of God, three, hospitality, and four, uh, simplicity. And so having one practice, each one of those four has helped me to, again, uh, create space, lead from a more non-anxious uh place mm-hmm. and then be more aware of what's going on in my own family or, yeah. or uh, even be more attentive to difficult conversations with Marina and our, about our marriage. What? Um, we have difficult conversations. You know, I mean, it's news uh, to me, buddy. Difficult conversations because there are things that, that are pointed out that I have to grow in, oh, that I need to difficult change. Difficult for you. Difficult for, <laughs> yes, difficult for me at times, but Instead mm. of fighting back or shutting down, uh-huh. I think some of these practices, some of these disciplines have helped me to ha- be a little bit more centered uh, in God yeah. and not swayed by my emotions so much. Yes. Not perfect, but no. I think it's just part of the journey, right? Yeah. And I'll say, I, I think I shared this in the last episode that I very much felt like our life was a speeding train and... It just for us came well for me came crashing down, um, pre pre sabbatical, um, and so we are learning to not um, to not go back to that mm-hmm. to not have our life be a speeding train, but to be more intentional to abide to remain in Him, mm-hmm. and I think a little like it could sound a little like you know, kumbaya-ish, it could. But when you really get into these practices and you commit to them, God just shows you so much through it. And I feel more in touch with the Spirit mm-hmm. now than I ever did. And I this is where this is where I want to be. This is where I want to yeah. stay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been really good stuff. I do, I appreciate Marina sharing about the remaining in me. I do want to, you know, we're sharing all these books and all these resources mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, there's some great podcasts out there that can be helpful, like the Abide Podcast or the... Oh, the app, the Abide uh, app. Abide app, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that one's a really good one. Uh, there's another podcast. Meditation app. There's another podcast by Ruth Haley Barn called Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership. It's yes. very uh, uh, yes. helpful. So there's a lot of the resources, right? Yeah. But I do think a lot of this comes uh, scripturally from John 15, where mm-hmm. Jesus does tell us, he says, you know, remain in me uh, and you will be fruitful. Yeah. So the point is that you will have a productive life. You will have a life of 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 victory or or being able to uh, impact or um, uh, become more like him in his image. Uh, but instead of white knuckling it and trying your best to obey, just figure out ways to remain in him, to abide in him, and that our fruitfulness fruit, fruitfulness comes out of our abiding and mm-hmm. our remaining uh, and not so much by us just doing trying to do good things That's right. or falling short of doing good things. So anyway, I hope that today this uh, you know as you're listening to this this may help you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say just real quick for the upcoming episodes we're really excited to 
dive into some conversations mm-hmm. uh, about uh, marriage and recreational companionship, what mm-hmm. that looks like. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a conversation. Uh, we're going to delve a little bit into the idea, the the, the purity culture uh, concept and, and, and topic. Are we going to do that? Um, I think so, because we have teenage daughters now that are okay. growing up in, in, okay. in church world. And so we wanted to, we, we wanted landed to there. We landed talk on about that, topic. that a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, even uh, the the sexual relationship, intimacy a little bit with, especially primarily with older, yes, uh, married. You know, Tune good, in when for you've been that married one. for a long time, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, so we're going to have some special friends join us for that. Yeah, and even divorce. Yeah, the topic so of divorce, into, separation, yeah, reconciliation, all that. So yeah, I hope that you stick with us here for the next. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to be doing about eight or nine episodes. So please stick with yeah. us and uh, hopefully you'll, you'll enjoy it. Marina's going to close out. We're going to close out with reading a Psalm. And I do want to say this uh, for those of you who are listening, if you are experiencing a, a period of life, a season in life right now where you are uh, symptom, you have symptoms of being in a dark night of the soul, a season mm-hmm. of dark night of the soul, just know that there's hope. Yeah. Just know that there are, uh, there are people in your life that love you, that want to pray with you, that want to be there and walk with you through it. Yes. This is a very normal part of our spiritual uh, growth and development is getting to a point where uh, after many to- after a long time of delighting in God, we actually have experienced some defeats or some losses mm-hmm. and we start questioning and we start reevaluating, reimagining what, what's my second half of life going to look like right. uh, with God. And so I just want to encourage you, don't give up on God. God has not given up on you. Yeah. And so we're going to read a psalm, and then I'm going to say a prayer for all of you, and then we'll be done. Yeah. Okay. Psalm 63. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods, with singing lips, my mouth will praise you. And I just love that part in verse three, where it says, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. Let's pray. God, I want to thank you so much for this opportunity to pray to you. Uh, You are kind, you are gentle, you are powerful. You are carrying us through the valleys. Uh, When we do not sense your presence, that is when you are most present, God. And I pray for all of our Uh, friends and family who may be listening to this right now, who may be experiencing moments of questions and doubt and um, sadness and grieving and trauma and navigating life and the chaos of life. I pray with all my heart that in these moments where we feel your silence, that we would be reminded uh, in gentle ways and gentle nudges and small ways uh, of your extraordinary power, God. Help us to pay attention to what you're doing in, in, in small ways in our families, in our marriages, in our, um, in our daily living, in our friendships, whatever the case may be, God. Uh, thank you so much uh, for your word. Help us to remain in you, mm-hmm. to abide in Jesus. 
as we apprentice under our rabbi, Jesus Christ, that we would grow and learn to be with him, to become more like him, and to do what he did. Mm-hmm. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Thank guys. You. See you next time. Please connect with us at glbchurch.com. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts or listen to us on our website and leave us a comment. Join us next time as we lean into the joys and chaos of marriage and family life.